0: Section 13 of The Natural History, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Cynthia Moyer. The Natural History, Volume 3, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 13. Chapter 43 Cassia. Cassia is a shrub also which grows not far from the plains where cinnamon is produced, but in the mountainous localities. The branches of it are, however, considerably thicker than those of cinnamon it is covered with a thin skin rather than a bark and contrary to what is the case with cinnamon it is looked upon as the most valuable when the bark falls off and crumbles into small pieces the shrub is three cubits in height and the colours which it assumes are threefold when it first shoots from the ground for the length of a foot it is white After it has attained that height it is red for half a foot, and beyond that it is black. This last is the part that is held in the highest esteem, and next to it the portion that comes next, the white part being the least valued of all. They cut the ends of the branches to the length of two fingers, and then sew them in the fresh skins of cattle that have been killed expressly for the purpose the object being that the skins may putrefy and the maggots generated thereby may eat away the woody parts and so excavate the bark which is so intensely bitter that it is quite safe from their attacks that which is the freshest is the most highly esteemed it has a very delicate smell and is so extremely hot to the taste, that it may be said to burn the tongue rather than gradually warm the mouth. It is of a purple colour, and though of considerable volume, weighs but very little in comparison. The outer coat forms into short tubes, which are by no means easily broken. This choice kind of cassia, the barbarians call by the name of Lada. There is another sort again which is called Balsamodes, because it has a smell like that of balsam, but it is bitter, for which reason it is more employed for medicinal purposes, just as the black cassia is used for unguents. There is no substance known that is subject to greater variations in price the best qualities sell at fifty denarii per pound others again at five to these varieties the dealers have added another which they call daphnoides and give it the surname of isocinnamon the price at which it sells is three hundred denarii per pound it is adulterated with storax and in consequence of the resemblance of the bark with very small sprigs of laurel cassia is also planted in our part of the world and indeed at the extreme verge of the empire on the banks of the river renus where it flourishes when planted in the vicinity of hives of bees it has not however that scorched colour which is produced by the excessive heat of the sun nor has it for the same reason A similar smell to that which comes from the south. Chapter Forty Four, Cancumum and Tarum. From the confines of the country which produces cinnamon and cassia, Cancumum and Tarum are imported, but these substances are brought by way of the Nabataean Troglodutae, a colony of the Nabatae. Chapter Forty Five. Sericatum and Gabalium. Thither too are carried Sericatum and Gabalium, aromatics which the Arabians rear for their own consumption, and which are only known by name in our part of the world, though they grow in the same country as cinnamon and cassia. Still, however, Sericatum does reach us occasionally and it is employed by some persons in the manufacture of unguents. It is purchased at the rate of six denarii per pound. Chapter 46 Mirobalanum In the country of the Troglodutae, the Thebais, and the parts of Arabia which separate Judea from Egypt, Mirobalanum is commonly found. It is provided by nature for unguents, as from its very name would appear from its name also it is evident that it is the nut of a tree with a leaf similar to that of the heliotropium which we shall have to mention when speaking of the herbs the fruit of this tree is about the size of a filbert the kind that grows in arabia is known as syriaca and is white while on the other hand that which grows in the Thebaes is black. The former is preferred for the quality of the oil extracted from it, though that which is produced in the Thebaes yields it in larger quantities. Among these various kinds, that which is sent from the country of the Troglodutae is the worst of all. There are some persons who prefer that of Ethiopia to all of these, the nut of which is black and not oleaginous. It has only a very small kernel, but the liquid which is extracted from it is more odoriferous than that of the other kinds. It grows, too, in a champagne open country. It is said that the Egyptian nut is even more oleaginous, being of a reddish color with a thicker shell, and that the plant, although it grows in wet, marshy spots, is shorter and drier than the other kinds. The Arabian nut, again, is said to be of a green colour and of smaller size, but harder and more compact, from the circumstance that it grows in mountainous districts. The best of all, however, is that of Petra, which comes from a city mentioned on a previous occasion it has a black shell but the kernel is white the perfumers however only extract the juices from the shells but medical men pound the kernels pouring warm water on them little by little as they do it chapter forty seven Phenicobalanos the fruit of the palm in egypt which is known by the name of adypsos is put to a similar use in unguents, and is held next in esteem after the mirobalanum. It is of a green colour, has exactly the smell of a quince, and has no stone or nut within. It is gathered a little before it begins to ripen. That which is left ungathered is known as phenicobalanos. It turns black, and has a tendency to inebriate the person who eats of it. The price of mirobalanum is two denarii per pound. The shopkeepers give this name also to the dregs of the unguent that is made with it. Chapter 48 The Sweet-Scented Calamus, The Sweet-Scented Rush scented calamus also which grows in arabia is common to both india and syria that which grows in the last country being superior to all the rest at a distance of one hundred and fifty stadia from the mediterranean between mount libanus and another mountain of no note and not as some have supposed Antilibanus, there is a valley of moderate size Situate in the vicinity of a lake, the marshy swamps of which are dried up every summer. At a distance of thirty stadia from this lake grow the sweet-scented calamus and rush. We shall here make some further mention of this rush as well, although we have set apart another book for plants of that description, seeing that it is our object here, to describe all the different materials used for unguents. These plants differ in appearance in no respect from others of their kind, but the calamus, which has the more agreeable smell of the two, attracts by its odour at a considerable distance, and is softer to the touch than the other. The best is the kind which is not so brittle, but breaks into long flakes, and not short like a radish in the hollow stalk there is a substance like a cobweb which is generally known by the name of the flower those plants which contain the most of it are esteemed the best the other tests of its goodness are its being of a black colour those which are white not being esteemed besides which to be of the very best quality It should be short, thick, and pliant when broken. The price of the scented calamus is eleven, and of the rush fifteen denarii per pound. It is said that the sweet-scented rush is to be met with also in Campania. Chapter 49 Hamoniacum. We have now departed from the lands which look towards the ocean, to enter upon those which have an aspect towards our seas africa which lies below Ethiopia, distils a tear-like gum in its sands called hamoniacum the name of which has passed to the oracle of hamon situate near the tree which produces it this substance which is also called metopion bears a strong resemblance to a resin or a gum there are two kinds of hamoniacum, that to which the name is given of Thrauston, and which bears a resemblance to male frankincense, being the kind that is the most esteemed, and that which is known as firama, being of an unctuous and resinous nature. This substance is adulterated by means of sand, which has all the appearance of having adhered to it during its growth hence it is greatly preferred when the pieces are extremely small, and in the purest state possible. The price of homoniacum of the best quality is forty asses per pound. CHAPTER 50. SPHAGNOS Below these countries, and in the province of Cyrenaica, the perfume called sphagnos is found in the highest state of perfection there are some who call it by the name of Brion. The Sphagnos of Cyprus holds the second rank, and that of Phoenicia the third. It is said that this plant is produced in Egypt also, and in Gaul as well, and I see no reason to doubt that such is the fact, for this name is given to certain white shaggy tufts upon trees, such as we often see upon the Quercus. Those, however, of which we are speaking, emit a most exquisite odour. The most esteemed of all are the whitest, and those situate at the greatest height upon the tree. Those of second quality are red, while those which are black are not of the slightest value. The sphagnos, too, that is produced on islands and among rocks, is held in no esteem, as well as all those varieties which have the odor of the palm tree and not that which is so peculiarly their own chapter 51 cypress the cypress is a tree of egypt with the leaves of the ziziphus and seeds like coriander white and odoriferous these seeds are boiled in olive oil and then subjected to pressure. The product is known to us as cypros. The price of it is five denarii per pound. The best is that produced on the banks of the Nile near Canopus, that of second quality coming from Ascalon in Judea, and the third in estimation, for the sweetness of its odour, from the island of Cyprus some people will have it that this is the same tree which in italy we call ligustrum chapter fifty two aspalathos or Erisisceptrum in the same country too grows aspalathos a white thorny shrub the size of a moderate tree and with flowers like the rose the root of which is in great request for unguents it is said that every shrub over which the rainbow is extended is possessed of the sweet odour that belongs to the aspalathos but that if the aspalathos is one of them its scent is something quite indescribable some persons call this plant Erisisceptrum, and others again sceptrum the proof of its genuineness is its red or fiery colour. It is also compact to the touch, and has the smell of castoreum. It is sold at the rate of five denarii per pound. CHAPTER 53 MARON In Egypt, too, grows marum, though of inferior quality to that of Lydia, which last has larger leaves covered with spots. Those of the other are shorter and smaller, and give out a powerful scent. Chapter 54 Balsamum, opobalsamum, and Xylobalsamum But to all other odours, that of balsamum is considered preferable, a plant that has been only bestowed by nature upon the land of Judea. In former times it was cultivated in two gardens only, both of which belonged to the kings of that country. One of them was no more than twenty jugera in extent, and the other somewhat smaller. The emperors Vespasianus and Titus had this shrub exhibited at Rome. Indeed, it is worthy of signal remark that since the time of Pompeius Magnus, WE HAVE BEEN IN THE HABIT OF CARRYING TREES EVEN IN OUR TRIUMPHAL PROCESSIONS. AT THE PRESENT DAY THIS TREE PAYS US HOMAGE AND TRIBUTE ALONG WITH ITS NATIVE LAND, BUT IT HAS BEEN FOUND TO BE OF ALTOGETHER A DIFFERENT NATURE TO THAT WHICH OUR OWN AS WELL AS FOREIGN WRITERS HAD ATTRIBUTED TO IT. FOR IN FACT IT BEARS A MUCH STRONGER RESEMBLANCE TO THE VINE THAN TO THE MYRTLE this recent acquisition by conquest has learned like the vine to be reproduced by mallet shoots and it covers declivities just like the vine which supports its own weight without the aid of stays when it puts forth branches it is pruned in a similar manner and it thrives by being well raked at the roots growing with remarkable rapidity and bearing fruit at the end of three years. The leaf bears a very considerable resemblance to that of rue, and it is an evergreen. The Jews vented their rage upon this shrub, just as they were in the habit of doing against their own lives and persons, while, on the other hand, the Romans protected it. Indeed, combats have taken place before now in defence of a shrub At the present day the reproduction of it has become a duty of the fiscal authorities, and the plants were never known to be more numerous or of larger growth. They never exceed the height, however, of a couple of cubits. There are three different kinds of balsamum. The first has a thin and hair-like foliage, and is known by the name of eutheriston. The second is of a rugged appearance, bending downwards, full of branches, and more odoriferous than the first. The name of this is trache. The third kind is the eumakes, so called because it is taller than the others. It has a smooth, even bark. It is the second in quality, the eutheriston being inferior to the trache. The seed of this plant "'has a flavour strongly resembling that of wine. "'It is of a reddish colour, "'and not without a certain amount of unctuousness. "'The grains of inferior quality are lighter in weight "'and of a greener hue. "'The branches of the shrub are thicker than those of the myrtle. "'Incisions are made in it either with glass "'or else a sharp stone or knives made of bone.' it being highly injurious to touch the vital parts with iron, for in such case it will immediately wither away and die. On the other hand, it will allow of all the superfluous branches being pruned away with an instrument of iron even. The hand of the person who makes the incision is generally balanced by an artificial guide in order that he may not accidentally inflict a wound in the wood beyond the bark a juice distils from the wound which is known to us as oppobalsamum it is of extraordinary sweetness but only exudes in tiny drops which are then collected in wool and deposited in small horns when taken from out of these THE SUBSTANCE IS PLACED IN NEW EARTHEN VESSELS. IT BEARS A STRONG RESEMBLANCE TO A THICK OIL, AND IS OF A WHITE COLOUR WHEN FRESH. IT SOON, HOWEVER, TURNS RED, AND AS IT HARDENS, LOSES ITS TRANSPARENCY. WHEN ALEXANDER THE GREAT WAGED WAR IN THOSE PARTS, IT WAS LOOKED UPON AS A FAIR SUMMER DAY'S WORK TO FILL A SINGLE CONCHA WITH THIS LIQUID the entire produce of the larger garden being six congee and of the smaller one a single congeus the price too at which it was sold was double its weight in silver at the present day the produce of a single tree even is larger the incisions are made three times every summer after which the tree is pruned The cuttings, too, form an article of merchandise. The fifth year after the conquest of Judea, these cuttings, with the suckers, were sold for the price of eight hundred thousand sesterces. These cuttings are called xylobalsamum, and are boiled down for mixing with unguents, and in the manufactories have been substituted for the juices of the shrub. THE BARK IS ALSO IN GREAT REQUEST FOR MEDICINAL PURPOSES, BUT IT IS THE TEARS THAT ARE SO PARTICULARLY VALUABLE. THE SEED, HOLDING THE SECOND RANK IN ESTIMATION, THE BARK, THE THIRD, AND THE WOOD BEING THE LEAST ESTEEMED OF ALL. OF THE WOOD, THAT KIND WHICH RESEMBLES BOXWOOD IS CONSIDERED THE BEST. IT HAS ALSO THE STRONGEST SMELL. The best seed is that which is the largest in size and the heaviest in weight. It has a biting, or rather burning, taste in the mouth. Balsamum is adulterated with hypericon from Petra, but the fraud is easily detected from the fact that the grains of the latter are larger, comparatively empty, and longer than those of balsamum. They are destitute also of any pungency of smell, and have a flavor like that of pepper. As to the tears of balsamum, the test of their goodness is their being unctuous to the touch, small, of a somewhat reddish color, and odoriferous when subjected to friction. That of second-rate quality is white, the green and coarse is inferior and the black is the worst of all for like olive oil it is apt to turn rancid when old of all the incisions the produce is considered the best of those from which the liquid has flowed before the formation of the seed in addition to what has been already stated it is often adulterated with the juice of the seed and it is with considerable difficulty That the fraud is detected by a slight bitterness in the taste, which ought to be delicate and without the slightest mixture of acidity, the only pungency being that of the smell. It is adulterated also with oil of roses, of cypress, of mastic, of balanus, of turpentine, and of myrtle, as also with resin, galbanum, and cyprian wax. Just as occasion may serve but the very worst adulteration of all is that which is affected with gum a substance which is dry when emptied into the hand and falls to the bottom when placed in water both of which are characteristics of the genuine commodity balsamum in a genuine state should be quite hard but when it is mixed with gum a brittle pellicle forms upon it the fraud can also be detected by the taste and when placed upon hot coals it may easily be seen if there has been any adulteration with wax and resin the flame too in this case burns with a blacker smoke than when the balsamum is pure when mixed with honey its qualities are immediately changed for it will attract flies even in the hand. In addition to these various tests, a drop of pure balsamum, if placed in lukewarm water, will settle to the bottom of the vessel, whereas, if it is adulterated, it will float upon the surface like oil, and if it has been drugged with metopion or hammoniacum, a white circle will form around it. But the best test of all is that it will cause milk to curdle, and leave no stain upon cloth. In no commodity are there practised more palpable frauds than in this, for a sextarius of balsamum, which is sold by the fiscal authorities at three hundred denarii, is sold again for a thousand, so vast is the profit to be derived from increasing this liquid by sophistication. The price of xylobalsamum is six denarii per pound. Chapter 55 Storax That part of Syria joining up to Judea and lying above Phoenicia produces storax, which is found in the vicinity of Gabala and Marathus, as also of Cassius, a mountain of Seleucia. THE TREE BEARS THE SAME NAME, AND HAS A STRONG RESEMBLANCE TO THE QUINCE. THE TEAR HAS A HARSH TASTE, WITH A PLEASANT SMELL. IN THE INTERIOR IT HAS ALL THE APPEARANCE OF A REED, AND IS FILLED WITH A LIQUID JUICE. ABOUT THE RISING OF THE DOG STAR, CERTAIN SMALL WINGED WORMS HOVER ABOUT THIS SUBSTANCE AND EAT IT AWAY for which reason it is often found in a rotten state with wormholes full of dust. The Storax next in estimation after that already mentioned comes from Pisidia, Sidon, Cyprus, and Cilicia, that of Crete being considered the very worst of all. That which comes from Mount Amanus in Syria is highly esteemed for medicinal purposes and even more so by the perfumers. From whatever country it comes, that which is of a red colour is preferred, and it should be both unctuous as well as viscous to the touch. The worst kind is that which crumbles like bran, and is covered all over with a whitish mould. This substance is adulterated with the resin of cedar or with gum, and sometimes with honey, or bitter almonds, all which sophistications may, however, be detected by the taste. The price of storax of the best quality is seventeen denarii per pound. It comes also from pamphylia, but this last is more arid, and not so full of juice. Chapter 56 Galbanum syria produces galbanum too which grows upon the same mountain of amanus it exudes from a kind of giant fennel of the same name as the resin though sometimes it is known as stagonitis the kind that is the most esteemed is cartilaginous clear like harmoniacum and free from all ligneous substances still however it is sometimes adulterated with beans or with sacopanium. If ignited in a pure state, it has the property of driving away serpents by its smoke. It is sold at five denarii per pound, and is only employed for medicinal purposes. Chapter fifty-seven, Panax. Syria too furnishes Panax an ingredient used in unguents. This plant grows also at Sophis in Arcadia, about the sources of the Erymanthus, in Africa also, and in Macedonia. This is a peculiar kind of giant fennel, which stands five cubits in height. It first throws out four leaves, and then six, which lie close to the ground, round and of very considerable size. Those, however, which grow towards the top resemble the leaves of the olive. It bears its seed in certain tufts which hang down, just as in the fennel. The juice is obtained by incisions made in the stalk at harvest-time and in the root in autumn. When in a coagulated state, it is esteemed according to its whiteness, The next in value is that of a pallid colour, while the black is held in no esteem. The price of that of the best quality is two denarii per pound. Chapter 58 Spondylium. The difference between this kind of giant fennel and that known as spondylium consists only in the leaf, which is smaller and divided like that of the plane-tree. It grows in shady places only. The seed bears the same name as the plant, and has a strong resemblance to that of heartwort. It is only employed in medicine. Chapter 59 Malobathrum Syria produces the malobathrum also, a tree which bears a folded leaf with just the colour of a leaf when dried. From this plant an oil is extracted for unguents. Egypt produces it in still greater abundance, but that which is the most esteemed of all comes from India, where it is said to grow in the marshes like the lentil. It has a more powerful odour than saffron, and has a black, rough appearance with a sort of brackish taste the white is the least approved of all and it very soon turns musty when old in taste it ought to be similar to nard when placed under the tongue when made lukewarm in wine the odor which it emits is superior to any other the prices at which this drug ranges are something quite marvelous being from one denarius to four hundred per pound. As for the leaf, it generally sells at sixty denarii per pound. CHAPTER sixty, OMFACIUM OMFACIUM is also a kind of oil which is obtained from two trees, the olive and the vine, by two different methods. It is produced from the former by pressing the olive while it is still in the white state. That is of an inferior quality which is made from the drupa, such being the name that is given to the olive before it is ripe and fit for food, but already beginning to change its colour. The difference between them is that the latter kind is green, the former white. The omphacium that is made from the vine is extracted from either the Scythian or the Amanaean grape, when the grapes are about the size of a chickpea, just before the rising of the dog-star. The grape is gathered when the first bloom is appearing upon it, and the verjuice is extracted, after which the residue is left to dry in the sun, due precautions being taken against the dews of the night. The verjuice, after being collected, is put into earthen vessels, and then, after that, stored in jars of Cyprian copper. The best kind is that which is of a reddish colour, acrid, and dry to the taste. The price at which it sells is six denarii per pound. Omphacium is also made another way. The unripe grape is pounded in a mortar, after which it is dried in the sun and then divided into lozenges chapter sixty one bryon Enante, and Massares. bryon also bears an affinity to these substances being the clusters of berries produced by the white poplar the best kinds grow in the vicinity of nidos or in caria in spots that are destitute of water or else in dry and rugged localities. A brion of second-rate quality is produced from the cedar of Lycia. Enanthe, too, bears an affinity to these substances, being the clusters of the wild vine. It is gathered when it is in flower, or, in other words, when it has the finest smell after which it is dried in the shade upon a linen sheet spread beneath it, and then stored away in casks. The best sort is that which comes from Parapotamia. The next best kinds are those made at Antiochia and Laodicea in Syria. And that of third-rate quality comes from the mountainous parts of Media. This last, however, is preferable for medicinal purposes. Some persons give the preference overall to that grown in the island of Cyprus. As to that which comes from Africa, it is solely used for medicinal purposes, being known by the name of Massares. Whatever country it may happen to be, the white wild vine produces an ainante of superior quality to the black. CHAPTER 62 ELATE OR SPATHE There is another tree, also, that contributes to the manufacture of unguents, by some persons known under the name of elate, but which we call abies. Others, again, call it a palm, and others give it the name of spate. That of homonium is the most esteemed, and that of Egypt next after which comes the Syrian tree. It is only odoriferous, however, in places that are destitute of water. The tears of it are of an unctuous nature, and are employed as an ingredient in unguents to modify the harshness of the oil. Chapter 63. Cinnamon or Comacum. In Syria, too, is produced that kind of cinnamon which is also known as comacum. This is a juice which is extracted from a nut, and very different from the extract of the real cinnamomum, though it somewhat resembles it in its agreeable smell. The price at which it sells is forty asses per pound. Summary. Remarkable facts, narratives, And observations, nine hundred and seventy four Roman authors quoted Marcus Varro, Mucianus, Virgil, Fabianus, Sebosus, Pomponius Mella, Flavius, Procilius, Hyginus, Trogus, Claudius Caesar, Cornelius Nepos, Sextus Niger, who wrote a Greek treatise on medicine. Cassius Hemina, Lucius Piso, Tuditanus, Antias. Foreign authors quoted Theophrastus, Herodotus, Callisthenes, Isigonus, Clitarchus, Anaximenes, Dures, Nearchus, Onesicritus, Polycritus, Olympiodorus, Diognetus, Nicobulus, Anticlides. Of Mytilene, Menaichmus, Dorotheus of Athens, Lycus, Anteus, ephipus Dion, Demodes, Ptolemy Lagus, Marsius of Macedon, Zoilus of Macedon, Democritus, Amphilochus, Aristomachus, Alexander Polyhistor, Juba, Apollodorus, who wrote on perfumes, Heraclides, the physician, Archidemos, the physician, Dionysius, the physician, Democlides, the physician, Euphron, the physician, Nacides, the physician, Diagoras, the physician, Eolas, the physician, Heraclides of Tarentum, Xenocrates of Ephesus, Eratosthenes. End of section 13.